Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Philemon 1.6. Some of you have not read Philemon before. It's after Moses chapter 4. <laughs> Oh, I love this. Look at this. Oh, Paul. He said that the communication of your faith, the communication, the sharing of your faith may become what? Effectual by the acknowledging. Look at it. By the what? Acknowledging of every good thing which is where? In you. That is how we exercise faith. Faith is not confidence. Faith is not confidence. There is a difference between faith and confidence. When you have confidence, please don't miss. Do you know the definition of faith? The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Which means faith adds substance to hope. Do you know what hope is? And unfortunately, a lot of believers are living in hope. I hope one day I will be fine. I hope there are a lot of people, Christians who are sick and they are dying. They are sat on the sick bed. Why? They are hoping that one day God will heal them from their sick bed. They are hoping that one day God will come through for them. They are hoping and hoping. Hope is tomorrow. Can I tell you something? Hope has never benefited anyone. <laughs> what hope does for you is that it gives you a nice feeling. It shall be well tomorrow. One day, one day, I go hit. One day, one day, I go make up. Hey! The believer does not speak like that. The Bible says, Abraham, against hope. He hoped against hope. Do you know what it means? God no go shame and say. But the point is that he has finished the matter. Christians, we say what we don't know. And we say things we don't understand. We say it because we, we came to meet it and we have said it and said it and said it and said it and, and, and we preach it. We Look, I've preached plenty until I found the truth. When you preach it, the people are excited. But it doesn't benefit them. That is why I come today. The word of God becomes like a motivational, spe motivational speech. The word of God is supposed to be an inspirational speech. The Greek calls it the Theonistos, the breath of God. Not the stirring of your soul. You will make it. You will make it. 
you have made it that is why jesus came he says everything is in your spirit he said you must acknowledge so the reason why you don't see manifestation is because you have not acknowledged all the things in you god says you are blessed you says um where is it look at thomas jesus came showed himself to the other disciple he was not there they told him but before they told him jesus told them that i'm going to lay down my life after three days they all didn't believe him including peter they all didn't believe check your bible they were all doubting it was judas now because when mary magdalene went back and told them that he was risen peter said no let me go and see that was doubt because for christians we don't see before we believe we believe before we see so peter ran to the tomb going to see that jesus was alive he didn't find him there he didn't when thomas came and they told he said look i don't believe you guys until i see and until i touch i do not believe two weeks after jesus came to thomas the bible said they were guarded go to 26 look at it after eight days again his disciples were within and thomas with them then jesus came then came jesus the doors being shut there's something to say about this and stood in the midst and said peace be unto you uh-huh then he said to thomas reach hither thy finger and behold your hands and reach hither thy hand and thrust into my side and be not what if you want to see before you believe you are faithless you want some of you if you don't have, if you say you are blessed if you don't have cash in your pocket you do not relate blessing you relate blessing you limit all the blessings that god has deposited in your spirit to cash you realize that when you have money and people ask you how are you, you say oh i'm blessed but the day there is no money how are you, you say i'm fine Jesus said, be not what? Faithless, but what? Believe it. Then he said in the next verse. Now Thomas said, oh my Lord and my God, fake. It was fake. Look at Jesus answered. Uh-huh. And Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed god says you are blessed you say no i can't feel it i can't see it i am not blessed unless i get some money unless i get some car are you blessed say no i'm not blessed i don't have a car how does you you limit the blessings of god to car do you know what the blessing of god means the day you understand what the word blessing mean you will appreciate it because you see the believer has never understood that everything of god is eternal everything god does is eternal so when god says you are blessed you are not blessed for a time you are blessed eternally this is what the devil does in people go for for blood money it is only for a time expiry date when the time 
when it is time, they must collect it and give it to another person and kill you for that. But when God blessed Isaac, the Bible says, and Isaac was strong and he moved forward until he became very great. The blessings of God over your life, you see it outpouring from yourself onto your children, onto their children, onto their children, onto their children. When the Bible says that a righteous man shall leave an inheritance for his children's children, what are you talking about? He's not talking about houses and buildings, though. So you are angry with your parents because they've not built a house. So you know when they die. I blame them. They are not supposed to die, but they choose to. But so, 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 so there's no house. There's no car. You are looking at your friend whose father has a house. His father can have a house, but his tongue doesn't carry blessing. The Bible says that when Jacob and Jacob came to Isaac, Isaac was a rich man. He had a lot of things. But the Bible never mentioned that when he was blessing, he said, take four plots, take 25 acres of land, take 1,000 animals, take this. None of that was mentioned. But the Bible says that he blessed Jacob. He blessed Jacob with his what? With his words. And Jacob, you cannot read the Bible, talk about blessing and not mention the guy's name. The blessing that his father released unto him, that blessing has become, you know, memorial. Generations upon generations, you cannot but talk about Jacob. God told Isaac, he said, I am blessing you because of your father Abraham. God blessed Abraham and Abraham's blessing became eternal. Today, you and I, we are sharing the same blessing of Abraham. When God blesses you, it is eternal. It does not end. Somebody shout, I am blessed. <laughs> Can you see this? I'm just, one Bible said that a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. He's not talking about properties. That is why you must grow spiritually. If I release a blessing unto my child, there's an overflow. Look at the children of Isaac. In fact, look at the children of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, even Esau, the one that received the small blessing. The Bible says he became a nation. He became a nation. Today, you have not received a small blessing. You have received all. Say all. The reason why Satan will confuse you is because you are not aware. Somebody say, I am aware. Say, I. I am blessed. No, say it like you know and you believe. Say, I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Yeah, I am. God says, I am. I am. Sometimes you don't believe what God has said. You believe what the devil has said. Imagine I'm praying for somebody, somebody and the person is manifesting and the person says that I took her blessing from her. You believe that one. Can I tell you something? The devil cannot take a blessing that God gives from another man. You say, Satan cannot take... I wonder where we got all these things from. Anyway, my ministry is like this. I was called to bring clarifications. Where, where did we hear that from? That, have, you, have you ever seen it in the Bible? That Satan took somebody's glory. 
into Samson. When Delilah deceived Samson, the Bible didn't say, and something, Samson lost her glory to Delilah. The Bible says, and the spirit, read the book of Judges. For, for Samson, God never used the spirit of God. He said the spirit. And the Bible says, and the spirit departed from him. Satan can't take your glory. Do you know what glory is? Do you know what glory you carry? Ephesians 1, 18, 19. Say the eyes of your understanding, and tonight as I speak, if you will believe, let the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Now, hold on. Why is Paul talking about praying this prayer? Because you see, from chapter 1, verse, verse 3, he began to talk about all the blessings. He said, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all special blessings in heavenly places, who has chosen us, according as you know, He has chosen us from, from the foundation of the earth that we should be holy and blameless in Him. He began to lay all the blessings, all the blessings, and how the Holy Ghost has become a stamp over your life, a seal. When he finished these things, he said, let me pray for you, efficient people, so that you don't think that these things are going to come from heaven. These things are already there. So I am praying for you that the eyes of your understanding shall receive light, that ye may what? Ye may what? The word know there in the Greek is called edo, you may be conscious or aware. Aware of what? What is the hope of his calling? And what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Then in verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who what? According to what? The working of his mighty power. Why is this thing he's talking about? It's in you. Let me tell you something. Is anybody okay? Is anybody here that has pain? You have pain in your body. Pain. Pain somewhere. You pain. Come. I just show you this. Are you a Christian? You're born again. Okay, come. Where is the pain? Your leg. Where? Your ankle. Okay. See, I'm not going to pray for her. I just want to show you. That the exceeding greatness is called the resurrection power. The Bible says it is already in you who believe. Since she's a believer, it is already in her. Where is it located? No, she won't fall. We are tired of falling, falling. Do you feel the pain? A little. You see, the, the thing, let me do it fast, otherwise, it will go before you even do it. So, see. The spirit that, I mean, the exceeding, God says that there is a power. The power that he used to raise Jesus from the dead. God is saying that he has given to you in your spirit. Show us TPT. I wanted to see it before. He said, and so that you can know. And what? What is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who what do you believe so he says it is in you check it is it there check it check it can you feel it check it check it it's gone it's gone it's gone that's what I'm talking about 
Stun! <laughs> Stun! Stun! Oh! He said the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe. She's theory. So you see, you don't need to allow yourself to be sick. Because all the power you need for the healing is inside your spirit. I told you. You're talking up to a friend. Mm. You're excited. Jump, let me see. Jump, jump. Can you feel it? It's gone. It's gone. The Lord honor you. Oh, sit down. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I did not come to tell you stories. See, Christianity is not a religion. It is a lifestyle of power. Everything is inside your spirit. It is here. Everything is loaded here. Once you understand, you release it from here into the body. A footballer came to church. <laughs> he, he, he can't bend the knee. You know, so he can't play like he ought to play. Then he came. I was teaching this very thing. Then he came. I said, I won't pray for you. I said, use what you have. I said, say in the name of Jesus. Say, let the healing power in me. The resurrection power. He said, let it move from my spirit into my body. Immediately he said that. He started jumping. The thing is gone. Don't believe. Don't believe me. When you go, you go and try it. You, you want us to touch you. Come, come here. You want us to touch you. Hey, patatata. Hey, you know. Oh, see, I. <laughs> Somebody shout glory. Jesus came to defeat the devil. And he came to raise you up. Far above principalities and powers. But the Christian doesn't understand. So today church has become. I carry my Bible. I enter there. I speak in some small tongues. I dance and I come home. You still have problems in your mind. You must learn by the word of God to remove every one of them. Today, the reason why people like prophetic service more than I'm sure when they hear a, a prophet is coming, you know, plenty of people will come because they hear the word prophet. But I me, mean, when you come like that, the first day you'll be disappointed. I, I will prophesy to you, but I say no obed j. Obed four hours now to you. No, listen. What can I possibly say that the word of God has not said? What can I possibly do that the word of God has not done? See, you are already healed. He said by his stripes, you were. That thing has taken place, including the sickness that will come 20 years ago. Look at how we embarrass ourselves when COVID came. Look at the embarrassment. Pastors, men of God, everyone, Christian, we am, the unbelievers were watching us. 
Say, where was your faith? We embarrassed ourselves as though it is a vaccine. Hey, do you know the eternal life you have? The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2, yet there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who was not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And it says, the law, for the law of the spirit of life has made you what? Made you free from the law of what? You have been made free from sin and death. It is out of sin and death sickness came. The Bible says you have been made free because you have eternal life. See, God did not give you eternal life just so you make it to heaven. In fact, heaven is not even the ultimate. <laughs> we have a lot of things to say. You have eternal life. And this life in you, mommy, the Bible says that you have passed from death to life. You have passed from death to life. Say, I have passed from death to life. When you know this, Satan doesn't play with your life. Even common headache, it will take like years before they happen. Because you understand. The verse 3 says, for what the law could not do. In that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned. If you don't appreciate this, Colossians 2.15, TPT. The devil that Christians are afraid of. When something doesn't go well, the devil. When somebody, the devil. Everything, the devil. Everything. Oh. I'm sure one day God will say, Satan will tell God, God, God. This guy, I don't know why. <laughs> Until we understand who we are, we pray amiss. And we pray and pray. Look, look. I don't know how you pray, but me, I'm a go-getter. Everything I want to do, I give my all. When I understood prayer gives you every result. I was not praying one hour. I started with three hours every day. I migrated to six hours praying. It wasn't enough. Twelve hours. Pray. 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 I'm not saying prayer doesn't give result. But prayer without the truth of the word is noise making. The day I found out the truth, I don't pray one hour. In fact, I don't need to pray for God to bless me. I don't need to fast for God to bless me. He has already blessed me. For some of you, that is how Satan corners you. He tries to tell you, you don't go to church. You don't pray. You don't fast. You don't do. That is why things are all going off. That is why you are not blessed. You say, Satan, you are right. I don't need to pray. I don't need to fast. The Bible says that blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has already I was blessed before I came to pray. I was blessed before I came to fast. I was blessed before I even showed up. It is not my performance that is going to release a blessing. The blessing is already deposited in my spirit. All I have to do is to acknowledge by faith that there's something inside. Then we come into prayer. Now when you acknowledge there's something inside, then you must now release them from the spirit into the natural. So the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the Bible says that 
we speak in other tongues. When we do, he says that no man understandeth we speak to God. Then he said, how be it in the spirit, that statement in the spirit means in the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost, he becomes your companion in prayer. In the Holy Ghost, you speak mysteries. Now, mysteries are realities that are hidden. They are things that are already there, but they are hidden to you. Now, there are certain things that can never happen to you in manifestation unless you speak in other tongues. Now, one of the things God asked me to do tonight is to pray for everyone who doesn't speak in other tongues. You must speak some before you leave here. Because there, there are some things you must be able to catch them and bring them into being. See, your language is good. God is fine. Tree is fine. English is okay. But you see, it is not heavy enough. It is not heavy enough. Can I show you? Romans 8.26 The Bible says that you have something called infirmity which doesn't make you pray or ask for what you ought to, you ought to pray for. He said likewise the Holy Ghost also he helpeth our infirmity. Now in the Greek the word infirmity here is not sickness. The word infirmity here in the Greek is explained as your inability to produce results. So the Holy Ghost wants to help you produce results. Is that not why you are praying? Then he says, why? For we don't know what what we should pray for. Now I want you to look at it well. He didn't say you don't know how to pray. You know how to pray. Because when I say let's pray now, some of you will kneel down. It's how. Some of you will lift up your hands. Oh, katapa. It's how. Some of you will lie on the floor. It is called how. But you don't know what. There is a what that you don't know. If God says you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> he said, for you don't know what you ought, you should pray for. But, somebody say but. He said, but the Holy Ghost himself, he maketh intercession. Now, the statement maketh intercession in the Greek is called hyper and to channel, which means the Holy Ghost goes on a rescue operation for you. You know, how many of what have watched Superman or Batman, these superhero movies? Uh huh. When a building falls on another person, the one under the building has no power, he doesn't know how to come out from under the building. Is that correct? So, a superhero will come on a rescue operation. He will come and lift the, 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 the walls and then he will bring the person out. Is that correct? That is what the Holy Ghost does for you. When you pray, he goes on a rescue operation. So as you are praying, you see, you begin to pray with the Holy Ghost. And as you begin to pray with the Holy Ghost, then you begin to go and go and go and the Holy Ghost will now take over. The Bible says he takes over with groanings. Now, the groanings is not what we do in church. The groaning is not the oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that is not the groaning. The word groaning is not that. It's called deep sigh. It means in the, in the Greek it's called love language. See, I, I hardly see that in church. All I see is oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. God didn't say you will groan. He said the Holy Ghost will groan. Even if that one is correct. You are not the one doing the groan. It is him. Now, 
what the Holy Ghost is called deep sigh. You, you don't try to do it. You pray until words can come out of your mouth. What it means is that the Holy Ghost has taken over. See, it is like pouring a cup of water into the sea. You see, you get missing in the Holy Ghost. You do not, when people are making us, you still can't hear. When people are making us, you still can't see because you are lost in Him. And as you are lost in Him, ladies and gentlemen, He is doing something for you. He is now praying to God, a holy God on your behalf. Because you see, your words, your, your words are corrupted. Your words are not holy enough unto a holy God. And so as you are praying, God, the Holy Ghost, He takes over from you. And He begins to pray on your behalf. He knows what is in your head. He knows what is in your heart. He takes over and He begins to talk to God on your behalf. How can God be praying to God on your behalf? How do I know that? Look at the verse 27. Ha, ta, ta, ta. Look, he said, and he, that is God, he that searched the heart, know what, what is in the spirit. Which means that if God was searching your heart and your mind, no answer. Why, why are you praying? That God should give you a car so your enemies will see. You know that song, right? My many who say we're ready. Cheche. It's okay, it's okay. Yeah, me who Ma For what purpose? Ma mata. You see, we have been singing this years ago. It doesn't produce results. Because the Bible says that when God blesses you, you become a blessing. You don't become a scoffer. God has not blessed you just for your enemies to see. Because he doesn't need to do that. Because David said. In the presence of my enemies, he prepares a table. He doesn't do it just because of them. He only wants to feed you. God doesn't think about devils. He doesn't think about demons like the way we do. Whether they are there or not, you will flourish. You will be, oh. So we can go to church and for three hours we dedicate to the devil. Apaya, 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 apaya. The devil. Every service, Satan, Satan take the preeminence. When we say let's praise God, then everybody's tired. That is not why Jesus came. You just speak in tongues. You speak in tongues until the Holy Ghost will take over. Some of you, you have not gotten there. You have been praying since. You have not gotten there before. See, praying and sweating is not the essence of result. I mean, the essence is not that you're going to get result. Hey, Man of God, we prayed until our feet couldn't touch the ground. 12 hours, I'm telling you. 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. 9 p.m. No music. No, we pray, say, sit down. No. And you are seeing visions of your bed. You say, oh, I won't go. Hipato. Hiketeneba. Raka. And you are feeling hunger. You know, palekota. Hintelebo. Why? Charlie, you must catch something. But nothing happened. Because we are praying without knowledge. May the Holy Ghost pray for you. I said, may the Holy Ghost pray for you. So that you can produce some results. Are you with me? How many of you want to produce results? Yeah. If you know this, nobody will force you to pray. Because anytime you pray, you know you are producing results. Because the Holy Ghost helps you to produce results. 
Say I'm a resource producer. No, I can't hear. Say I'm a resource producer. Say I produce results in the name of Jesus. Be on your feet. Oh, time is gone. Wow. You have a question? Hey. <laughs> okay, ask quickly. Ask. You are talking about the body, soul, and the spirit. Okay. Please, when our moms give birth to us, they all give us a name. So when the name is being called on us, is it referring to our body or our <laughs> father in heaven also has a name for our spirit? <laughs> okay. That's a beautiful question. I like that. Listen. What your mother and your father do for you when your mother gets pregnant is they provide body. Okay? And God fills the body with the spirit. That is how Jesus entered the world. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5. He says, sacrifices and offerings you did not want, but a body that had prepared for me. So he prepared the body and Jesus entered. Spirit enters bodies. So you, you became a spirit and you entered into the body that your parents gave you. Now, that is the reason why God did not allow Joseph to sleep with Mary. Now, the reason why Joseph they had nothing to do with Mary was because during childbirth, okay, or procreation, when a man sleeps with a woman, it is the blood of the man that runs the show. So if the blood of Joseph had run the show, it would, not, it would have defeated the purpose. So he stopped Joseph from sleeping with Mary. Now the Holy Ghost came and introduced Jesus the Spirit into the body that was produced in, in Mary's womb. And so he deposited Jesus there. Now Jesus became a man at the same time God. But he came out as a man. Can you see that? With the blood of Mary out. But with the spirit of God as God. So Jesus was God. He was man. Today you are God. You are man. You are called the purple man. Now, when a man enters this world, it doesn't matter who. Once you enter into this world, the sin that Adam committed years ago used to cover you you become a sinner automatically but when jesus came he came because of sin now jesus has taken away sin now you come into the world you start your life as an unbeliever a man outside the walls of god's chosen people so you must grow at the age of seven if your parents are spiritual people they must lead you to Christ. Children at the age of seven must be led to Christ. Can I tell you something here? If you have a child and he has not been, been, been introduced to Christ, when he dies, he is not going to heaven. In fact, if you the parent, you have not even received Jesus. When you, when you give birth to a child and the child dies, the Bible says the child is unholy. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. You see, all, all are in your Bible. <laughs> Sorry? They go back to heaven. They never came. You see, the earth, the earth realm is like a boundary. Once you enter, everything that happens to people on this earth happens to you. So when you abort a baby, the baby goes back to heaven. How do I know? 
by the grace of God, I have seen it with my eyes because I've been to heaven three times. I have seen. And, and they are being taught the word of God and they are growing. They grow every day. They grow by the word, not by food. I have seen it so I can talk about it. So you see, when you are born into the world, once you come in here, you begin to live, the, you are qualified as an unbeliever. Not really a sinner. I know that's where the problem is. Not a sinner, an unbeliever. Because you see, people are not going to hell because of sin. People are going to hell because of unbelief. Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Look at the verse 17. The, uh, uh, verse 17. The verse 17 says that he came into the world not to impute sins, but through him that the world might be saved. Look at it. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Or, or, to condemn the world. But through him. What will happen? Look at it. Then the verse 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. So people are not going to hell because of sin. People are going to hell because of unbelief. That is why today you are called believer. Because you believed. And as many as received and believed. Can you see this? So the unbeliever, we teach them the word of God. That is why you don't go and preach the word of God and say, hey, stop your sins. Stop fornicating. They don't need to stop fornicating before they are saved. They have to believe. And grace will take care of that. See, it doesn't matter how you see the person. The day the person believes Christ, all things are passed away. Behold, all things. That is why we judge people. We judge people in the church. Somebody dresses some way. And the way you look at the person, as if you are pious. See, once the person has received Christ, can I show you something that will blow your mind? Hebrews 6, 19. Let me show you what has happened to the soul. When a born again, when somebody received Christ, the person has made it to heaven automatically. Somebody says, ah, but the person is committing sin. Okay. He will suffer in the earth, but he has made it to heaven. You know why? Have you, have you sang this song? We have an anchor. Let me show you where this song came from. Let me explain the meaning to you. Hebrew, look, he said, for we have this certain hope like a strong unbreakable what? anchor holding our souls to God himself I will explain our anchor is our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat do you know the mercy seat? oh my god it is fastened to the mercy seat in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold Go on. And where Jesus, our forerunner, do you know the car called forerunner? This is where they got the name from. Has gone in before us. He is now and forever our royal priest, like Melchizedek. Go back, I'll show you this. Now, I showed you here. Where, where is the soul and spirit? Where, is it? where are they? Where are they? Come here, come here, come here. Come here. 
Can I teach you this? Listen, don't let if, if you understand it, the devil cannot even deceive you that you are not going to have hell, heaven. Some of you, when we say Jesus is coming, on your heart. When we say rapture, your heart, your heart. Because you don't know what has happened to you. Listen, when you became born again, I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. This guy was what? Saved. His soul is like an anchor. You know, like rope. And the rope was thrown to heaven. And the rope fastened against the mercy seat. Mercy seat. Christ. Now, look at a ship. When a ship is coming to Ghana, until the ship crosses the boundary of Ghana, it is not in Ghana. So what they do those times is that they, they have the anchor and they throw it ahead so that it will lock against a rock. You'll be watching a movie. So they, they've not been to the place, but they throw the anchor. So the anchor will go and hold a rock. Now when the anchor holds the rock, the ship has only one direction. Where the anchor is. It has not gotten to the destination, but he knows that it's going there. That is what has happened to your soul. Your soul has been anchored to Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, you have only one direction. You are bound to heaven. Heaven is your destination. That is where you are going. Your soul has been anchored to the mercy seat. Can you see this? Say, even today, the body of Christ do not understand what Jesus has done. So you think Jesus, God is like a, a big God. He's waiting for you to sin or do something wrong. Then he will hit you and kill you. No. Once you receive Jesus, your soul is anchored. Your spirit is saved. You have one direction. Somebody will say that, ah, what if the person is sinning? Is that the question you're asking? But the person is still sinning. So would the person go to heaven? Yes. Aha. Uh -huh. Yes. You won't clap. I know. Because you see, when a born again sins, and I'm not propagating sin, because there's no Christian that can sin forever. The Bible says it is God that worketh in you both to do and for his good pleasure. The Bible says God unto him who is able to keep you from falling into sin and to present you faultless unto him that sits upon the throne. You have no idea how much God is working on you. See, the reason why we judge everybody is because if I don't do this and you are doing it, then I am righteous and you are not. I'm telling you, do you know the people that sin? Babies in Christ. Adults in Christ, they don't sin. Check your Bible. He said, Desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, 2, 3. He said, And I, brethren, I could not speak unto you as what? The word spiritual here is mature. Mature. Why? But as unto what? Canal. Even as unto babes. Who is canal? A canal man is a Christian who does his things like an unbeliever. 
That is a kind man. He's a Christian. This is not his nature. It is like a man that is sleeping with a dog. Do men sleep with dogs? So now the man is behaving like a dog. It doesn't mean he's a dog. He's still man. So when the unbeliever, the Bible says that he is not grown, he's still a baby, he's carnal. Even as unto babes in Christ. In where? In Christ. Go on. I have fed you with milk. First Peter 2 2. Second, uh, he said, Desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow. The milk of the word of God makes you grow. He said, I have fed you with milk and not with meat because mature eat meat. Babies drink milk. <laughs> then he said, Hitherto, ye are not able to bear it, neither now are ye able. Then in verse 3, he says, Look at it. For ye are yet what? Christians behaving like unbelievers. For whereas there is among you, name them, envy, strife, strife, divisions, are you not canal and walk as men? And walk as men? Ah, you say, Am I not man? What it's referring to is the canal man, the unbeliever. So it is babies. Babies are the people that bring division. So if you don't grow in Christ, you end up sinning. Oh, it's not enough, eh? First John 1 9. In fact, let's do first John. Okay, 1 9. Then we'll go to 2 2 1. 2 1. Look at it. If we confess our sins, he is what? Okay. This scripture is not well understood. People say that you must go and confess. Oh, Lord, I have. Done, um, like, like the way the Romans go and confess to the priest. The word is not what you mean. The word is homologia. Homologia means acknowledge. You acknowledge your sin. Is that when you acknowledge, he is faithful. Already he's waiting. He is already faithful. He is faithful to what? And just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He is not saying you are not righteous. You have entered into a lifestyle that looks like unrighteousness. So he will clean you up. Because you have become the righteousness of God. You cannot lose the righteousness. But you can enter into a lifestyle that looks like not righteousness. Can you see this? This is not enough. So when a Christian sins, he doesn't say, listen, can I tell you something? Oh. (laughs) When a Christian sins, listen this. Now if you are here and you have been battling with sin, people have been condemning you. Listen to me properly. The gospel has not been taught properly. People preach it according to their own moral understanding. According to their own heartbeat and the culture and how preach it according to the word of God. Not how you feel. Listen. He says that when I sin, because once you, do you know where sin has been muted? Do you know where it is found? It's in your body. Paul says that now sin is in my flesh. God knows that you will be here. And he knows that you will sin. So the Bible says that he became a man like us. And he was tempted through all things, but yet not sin. So that he can identify with us. How careful can you be? You never fornicated. But you purposed evil over somebody. Oh, that's not too much. You are driving. You cross the red light. Do you know what? Do you know it's a sin? Because God put the president there to to fashion out laws. You are crossing, you are paying bribe. 
You are not declaring your taxes. They are all sins. I'm telling you. It's not only fornication. Last month, did you send your parents some money? But the Bible says, honor your mother and father. Did you do that? So you say, you don't, listen, let me show you how to, how to pray. Once you make a mistake or you sin, you don't say, Father, forgive me. Uh-uh. Don't say that. Don't say, Lord, I beg you. Don't say that. You know why? You have already been forgiven. It is already there. What God wants you to do is to take the forgiveness. So you must acknowledge the sin. You say, Father, I did A, B, C, D. I'm sorry I did that. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I receive the forgiveness that through him came into the world. Thank God I am forgiven in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Because if you don't do that, come down. If you don't do that, when you say, Father, forgive me, forgive me, you will think you are forgiven. When you are praying in church, Satan will bring you pictures. You say you are praying, prayer. Ah, then you bring that in. You're like, oh, Father, forgive me. You are saying for, for one month, you are saying, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. I'm asking you a question. When God forgives you, how would you know? How would you know? You will feel it. You will feel it. <laughs> that is why forgiveness is already there. Go and take. Take. It's called Lambano. You take. He said, thank God I am forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ. And your conscience is free. Your heart, oh, he said he will cleanse you from that filth. There are some of some people they are struggling with addictions. For years, they will deliver them. Deliverance does not bring addiction, it doesn't break addiction. If the person is not cleansed here, you must renew your mind in line with what Jesus has done for you. He came that you might be forgiven. Can you see that? You were redeemed, you were you were you were. You were acquitted and discharged. He said, hey, go free. There's nothing wrong with you. Now, if this is not enough, look at chapter 2, verse 1. <laughs> look at it. My, I told you, babies are the one who sin. Babies. They are called little children. <laughs> when you read on, you see, he will say, my little children, my young ones, and then the adults little children, young men, and mature. Now he's talking to children because they are the ones who sin. Because there's no difference between them. The way they behave is like carnal people. I told you. So he said, my little children, these things I write unto you, that you sin not. Now look at the next one. He said, and if, if it's a condition, it means I can choose to sin or not. If any man sin, what is the next one? Read. We have do you know what it means? An advocate is a lawyer that speaks for you. And the lawyer is already with the judge. So he's ready speaking for you. Can he, people, this is what we must teach the people. Today you think your business has spoiled because you did A, B, or C. You did that. That's how your business is spoiled. No, 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 no. So you have an advocate with the father. Jesus Christ, the righteous. When we preach sin and law, do you know what it does? You push your people to go and sin. Because the Bible says that law empowers sin. 
grace frees them. Titus 2, 11, 12. He said, the grace of God teaches us to turn our backs against all ungodliness. When we teach grace, we don't tell people to go and sin. We rather tell them to turn their backs against what? Sin. Look at it. The same grace teaches us how to live each day as we what? Turn our backs on what? And what? And it what? Equips us to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives in this present age. He didn't say grace will make you go and sin. Grace, so when somebody is in sin and we say, the Lord has forgiven you, the Lord loves you. Somebody says, why can you say that to the person? Look at the tattoos, look at the hair, look at the leg, look at the chain on the leg. Hey, God loves the person. <laughs> somebody shout, God loves me. Have I answered your question? I have over answered it. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny Hyphen L. Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting print and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International. Contact services on plus two three three five four seven two two one seven seven three or plus two three three five zero four three two eight nine five nine for any inquiries so many people are listening to prophet daniel jedu's podcast on podbean and many have received testimonies by listening we want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com you were made to Leave from glory to glory, and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.